0: Hello, everyone. This is Christian Spanish schmidt I'm a physician, and I work as an academic hospitalist at Danbury, Connecticut. I'm also a program director of Point of Care Ultrasound for the Internal Medicine Department. You are listening to the Danbury Medical Files. This podcast is dedicated to the whole internal medicine community. Welcome again to the Danbury Medical Files. The Denver Medical Files is a podcast and is intended for general guidance and entertainment. It is not intended for medical advice. If you feel that you need medical advice, please contact your physician or go to your nearest emergency department. So, let's start with a um, story, right? Um, when When I was a student and that's already more than 20 years ago and first uh, resident, we did not have electronic medical files. Our patients will come and we will know nothing about them. We will try to figure out what's going on with them, but in, essentially we'll know nothing. And uh, at that time, we will we, we learn that we should uh, interview our patient And figure out what the patient has in their uh, own words. So uh, Barbara Bates used that and many other uh, books use that. So uh, figure out what the patient has in their own words. So we will go to that uh, encounter in the emergency department and uh, figure out what the patient has. And then we will try to figure out what the story is and... Later on, we'll try to figure out our differentials, the medications, past medical history, social history, etc. Um that time we didn't have that that much emphasis on what the living conditions and social history of the patients were, and uh and and, and, and this was this was the way that uh, we learned medicine. Uh we still and this Although it does not seem long ago. I mean, that was just the 20th century. And um, now we are uh, in the third decade of the 21st century. Now we have electronic medical records. Electronic medical records are not perfect and for sure clunky, annoying, and uh, but... Now we can find a wealth of information from our patients. It's like uh, a TikTok or Facebook for for us, right? We we don't need to go to the patient and spend countless hours to figure out what the medications the patient has, what is the past medical history, and even uh, probably the patient already went through at least two or three people who ask what the patient is doing in the emergency department. At least from my perspective. I am a hospitalist, so um, the patient will already had those questions mm-hmm. asked. So um, having access to a medical record, uh, it's more a uh, rule than the exception. Exceptions being maybe somebody who is on vacation, is coming from another country, and, and then we don't know much. Um, it is, I would say, uh, in our times even before we go to the patient and we talk to the patient, we should try to know what's the medical history of the patient. I had I had many ways to do it. Go to the problem list. I open what are the medications the patient is, as long as I have um, uh, access to that. And um, you can actually figure out a lot of what the patient already has. And then I go to the patient room and... Surely enough, I know at least the primary concern why the patient is in the hospital. Um, I already had a conversation with the ED physician, and I already had a conversation probably with the nurse and uh, some subspecialties, and I, I already conveyed all the message that uh, that this is happening behind uh, behind the curtains uh, and or behind the scenes and. Uh, I'm trying to make sure that the patient knows what is going on. And um, sometimes I, I get that uh, that feeling that uh, patients are expecting a lot, but I believe they, they should be expecting a lot because we do have uh, these uh, electronic medical records and we have an instantaneous way to communicate between attendings, between residents, between providers... And of course, between all the staff, uh even before going to the the bedside of the patient. So it's very rare that I go to a bedside of the patient and I ask from like what are you doing here or what brought you in here? And that was the question that I was uh, I learned for my step two CS, what brought you in here? So yeah. So sometimes patients will have a complex medical history, etc. But Yeah, after you figure out and you know all this, it's always important for you to figure out if this is really what's happening. Remember, information tends to degrade. And at some point, um, uh, information can be inaccurate. Things will change. So let's try to figure out all the hard data of the patient. The hard data, I mean everything that is in the uh, chart, uh, we'll figure out also the labs. Probably the patient already have labs. Probably patient has images, and uh, you would like to figure out the results and see yourself all these images and uh, labs, and also analyze them, and go to the patient with the security or the or at least the reassurance that you know what you're doing. Also we we'll go to the patient with the making sure that you already you convey the message that you have talked to other uh, other people and that you have talked to the people who has taken care of them before so as a hospitalist when we are going to see a patient in the er remember a lot of people already saw this patient This is very different from before, right? Because we didn't even have emergency uh, physicians. And uh, at that time, we will be the emergency physicians and we'll go to to the patient for the first time. So that's another layer that, that we need to figure out. Now, having said that, you, of course, you already have an idea. You know, let's just for the sake of discussion, this patient came with chest pain, which seems to be atypical. Troponins are negative. Let's say that the vital signs show hypertension. And you go to the patient and you you are trying to figure out... Uh, and, and it seems like everything seems to be normal and EKG is normal. and But, but, but now you need to... Um, start a conversation with the patient and try to figure out the timeline and go to the different steps that you would like to know so i i always ask the patients after trying to have some uh rapport with them and have have some relation with them and, and know that what they are doing here go to the symptoms and and try not to close my box remember you are admitting a patient for observation uh this is an atypical chest pain i mean nothing nothing great uh, troponins negative etc and then go to uh, and, and, you, and and suddenly this is let's just for the sake of discussion a 19 year old lean man who comes with that chest pain doing well so Go for uh, when the symptoms appeared. This is a I, I use the the mnemonic Alicia. There's many mnemonics, please. That's, that's not the only one, but Alicia is A from when the symptoms appear. How the symptoms appear, where they the sudden, location, where the patient the the symptoms are located, or the pain is located. I what's the intensity or how intense is it is it going up and down is and, and that's very important and let's say that this is a CHF patient you can use for intensity the new york heart association scale of uh heart failure let's see what's the characteristics of the pain is it sharp is it dull etc is it a colic pain if it's in the abdomen again the eye, i used it to remember Radiation, like irradiation, to remember radiation. Uh, and the, the where the pain radiates, if, if the pain doesn't radiate, if the pain doesn't go anywhere. I also ask I to ask what increased the pain and what, and then A, what alleviates the pain and what is associated to the pain. Uh, you can always use any, any other mnemonic. And uh, this is very important because... Uh, you were called to see. This time, I'm saying a 19 year old man who has no significant findings, maybe even a chest X-ray that's normal, and uh, you repeat you repeat the labs or uh, I mean the chest X-ray, and now the patient has a pneumothorax, and and it is important to or or maybe the pneumothorax was missed at the at the beginning because it was too small, so. Um, you need to know the patient, you need to know the past medical history, you need to know the age of the patient, you need to know why the patient went there, you need to reassure the patient that you already know that. You should not close the box and uh, should not try to just, uh, okay, so this is a typical chest pain, I'm just going to see see the patient and, and, and boom, send him to to, to the observation uh, unit. or. This could have been a 32-year-old female who comes again with atypical chest pain and uh, now you put a little bit more attention and she has also shortness of breath. Uh, you put the more attention to the EKG, it looks funny, and maybe some ST elevation. You do a point-of-care ultrasound and now the patient has a pericardial effusion and maybe the heart's not moving well and ends up, ends up with some sort of uh, acute or subacute myocarditis. So it's very important, again, to know what uh, the patient has, but you should not close the box, and you still need to do your due diligence. After doing that, of course, go to to the medication list, try to figure out that they are taking those medications. Then try to figure out that the past medical history you have matches what they have, Figure out what's the social history. Are they sm- smokers? Uh, do, you, do they use uh, illicit drugs? Uh, and patients, most of the time, will be very sincere with you. Also, are they independent? Do they have special needs? And 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 that will ma- and that needs to be a routine. Be systematic. And of course, doing your phys- pertinent physical examination. And in my case, I will perform a point-of-care ultrasound in almost everyone that walks in to, to, my, to, to, to my service. This also applies uh, when you are seeing a patient for the first time on the floors. through your your, uh, your hospitalist fellows and uh, everyone probably did a great job, but it's always good to fill the gaps. So that's 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 a way to see today in 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 the world of today, which is different than before. Before we'll go blindly to the patient, ask what the patient is doing here, um, ask the medications, but this is not anymore the expectation for patients and should not be anymore the expectation for uh, the physicians. so that's that's a way to do it. and um, so I, I tell you two stories, right uh, the first one, this is an experiment I do sometimes and, and, and see what's going on with the patients. And uh, I ask them right away, why are they here or what brought you in the ER today? Most of the responses I get are negative, uh, not, not, not great. But when I get uh, with the facts and with everything that I know from the patient and I did my due diligence before, most of my responses will be uh, significantly better. Well, so this is uh, the first part of, the, of this presentation. Welcome to the Danbury Medical Files, a production by Christian Espana Schmidt, MD. It is very important that now you have done a lot of work and uh, you need to put that in writing. I'm not going to uh, say the, how you write notes today, but something that is important is now when you are going to present the case for an to an attending to your supervisor um, and how how you do that. Well, okay, so so. Y- it's very important that, the, or, or I, I feel it's very important that you, when you get to the room of the patient, you need to know all this stuff. You need to dissect then what is going on. You use your mnemonics for each of the symptoms. You do your review of systems. You do everything. But now you're going to present this case to your attending. Well, you already have an idea what's going on. So I despite that we know everything that the patient has i i do believe that when you present your patient you should say the general um general information uh age gender etc and then go for what brought the patient in here it's very important that you hook your attending or supervisor on what brought the patient in here or to the hospital, and then if there is, let's say that this is a chest pain, and again uh, this page patient has a, a prior 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 history of CAD, and and you believe that this is CAD, so it's 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 important to try to say that one or two uh, pa- differential, uh, uh, not differential, but uh, different uh, past medical histories that are. Important for that specific uh, um, complaint. Now, if you think of, if if you think uh, when you are presenting, uh, I hear that all the time, um, they start with a myriad of problems such as uh, this is a patient with end stage renal disease, uh, CAD, status post cabbage, status post uh, BKA, status post blah, blah, blah. Uh, pneumonia times three, uh, COPD, not steroid dependent, non-oxygen dependent. And at that moment, I I really don't know what's going on with the patient. So if if I know what brought the patient here and maybe the two things that are important for the diagnosis, that will help me to follow your, your story. And um, when you are presenting the history, the HPI, always go back to... Uh, the mnemonic Alicia uh, again: appearing when the symptoms appeared, how the symptoms appeared, were they sudden? Locations: where are the symptoms located? Intensity, characteristics, radiation from irradiation, right? What increases the pain, and then a what alleviates the pain, and what is associated to the pain? If you can tell me all this stuff. Th- that that can give me a very good idea what's going on with the patient, and then call the rest of the symptoms, and, se- and then you 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 may want to present uh, the review of systems if there is anything. Then the past medical history, and you want now you want to be all the past medical history, all the medications, social history, smoker, no smoker. Uh, Alcohol or no alcohol, uh lives alone, no leaves alone, what's the level of independence? And and then uh you would like to tell me what is important in the physical examination. I, I always think that uh when people say S1, S2 present, well okay, thanks God, right? Uh what if was not present? So you're presenting me a dead person. So if you're going to say something about the heart, probably just say no murmurs. Uh, the rhythm is regular, irregular, tachycardic, because if the S1 S2 is present, is is important. Now, if you find an S3, that's something that I want to hear. Now, if you find an S4, uh, that's something that I want to hear. If you did a point of care ultrasound of the heart, it's something that I want to hear there. Uh, and then try not to say uh, within normal limits, because WNL, it's a I always cracked the joke that we never look. So uh, present everything else. Always present that pulses are are uh, that 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 you feel all the pulses. Um, that you check the lungs as much as you can. Uh, that you have a a neuro exam, etc. Present your thoughts and uh, try to figure out uh, the problems of the patients. That's very important, and that is where uh, we get uh, very um, impressed is when uh, our our uh, resident or intern was able to put a case together and present a case together and at that moment uh, he, the 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 residents or the intern or our student is giving us a plan so it's not just giving us a differential but a plan for the differential that that is where uh, the magic starts happening and then o- we open uh, our eyes. And of course, um, before that, you need to tell uh, what are the significant labs. And, and uh, for the most advanced residents, um, we don't expect you to tell us just the numbers because usually we have the uh, the screen open at the same time that you have opened so we can see the numbers but what what does numbers mean right the patient has uh microcytic hypochromic anemia that and then you can say the hemoglobin is something or um the patient has macrocytic anemia and then you can say the hemoglobin is something and 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 so on so it 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 takes a lot of uh effort and it takes a lot of uh practice um and uh as a medical student uh, and as a, as a resident you should see as many patients as you can, have as many encounters as you can and uh, again practice and practice and practice and seek and seek feedback. So you to grow, you always will need a valid environment um, which is uh, with the hospital is your patients. You will need many repetitions uh doing your physical examination your point of care ultrasound uh evaluating labs evaluating uh e m r and very important seek timely feedback you need to seek that even um even today um i sometimes uh pass by the office of my my boss or the office of uh, some of my supervisor and I ask if there is any feedback that I need to know. I also ask feedback to my students. So it's very important. So timely feedback. And look, deliberate practice. Uh, When you are practicing auscultation, let's say that you find the Holy Grail with a patient who has severe aortic stenosis, normal ejection fraction, and has stetoacoustic dissociation or Gallabardant phenomena. Go and hear it. Uh, the, do that deliberate practice and uh, try to to be outside of your comfort zone. Just just not just call it a, a systolic murmur. Try to figure out. Try to figure out who can teach you that. And, um, or for example, when you are evaluating a patient and you want to know what the lungs look like, do your point of care ultrasound check if, if you are in the ICU, for example, check if the manoeuvres, the PEEP, uh, check before applying PEEP and after applying PEEP, how the lungs change and, um, and all this stuff. So, well, um, this is a, some advice for uh, seeing patients from the beginning, how you should approach these patients, check every single thing before you go to the patient, didn't have a deliberate uh, conversation with the patient regarding what uh, he has. Then uh, I didn't talk about writing a note and making a plan. Uh, and then when you are going to present, present the patient first for what brought the patient here and try not to get lost on the very difficult um very difficult uh, past medical history and medications that this patient already has. And thank you very, very much. This has been the Denver Medical Files. Follow us. And if you can, leave a review in any of the platforms that you hear it. Thank you very much.